This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. Where the kisses are hers and hers and his. Three's company too. On Sunday, October 15th, 2023, Suzanne Summers, one of the breakout stars of Three's Company turned home fitness icon, passed away the night before her 77th birthday after a lengthy battle with cancer. Summers had been diagnosed with a rare and aggressive form of breast cancer in 2000, but with her trademark smile, infectious laugh, blonde hair, and sunny disposition, never let the illness define her or the way she went about her life. Most recently, she'd pop up on episodes of Million Dollar Listing with her friend Josh Flagg, always ready to crack a joke with the deadpan and acerbic Hollywood real estate agent, along with her husband, Alan Hamill. Suzanne and Alan met way back in 1968 when she was a prize model on the anniversary game, which Alan hosted. At the time, Suzanne was scratching out a living in Hollywood, taking small roles in movies like American Graffiti, and then parlaying an appearance on Johnny Carson's Tonight Show to grab bit parts on popular shows before she finally hit it big with Three's Company. Suzanne and Alan seemed to share one of those rare Hollywood love stories, two people who genuinely enjoyed spending time together and soaking up the good life in their golden years. They would post funny videos on social media and their genuine affection always radiated through the screen. Summer's death was not unexpected. After the cancer returned and had progressed to an untreatable stage, Summers opted to return home and the family gathered to hopefully celebrate her 77th birthday. In a statement following the news, her family said, instead they will celebrate her extraordinary life and want to thank her millions of fans and followers who loved her dearly. And it wasn't an overstatement. Her legions of fans really did adore her ever since she burst onto the scene in 1977 as Chrissy Snow on ABC's smash hit sitcom Three's Company. Co-starring John Ritter and Joyce DeWitt, the comedy was about two single women who live with a single man who pretends to be gay in order to circumvent the landlord's policy of forbidding single men to share an apartment with single women. The show was an instant success, and by the fifth season, Summers demanded a salary bump from $30,000 per episode to $150,000 per episode, plus a 10% cut of the show's enormous profits. She sat out episodes and saw her role decrease to just a minute per episode of screen time, even though she was clearly one of the biggest draws of the show. She ended up suing the network for damaging her reputation and the case settled out of court. But her broader impact on the industry, before Summers, a woman demanding to be paid commensurately with a male lead like John Ritter in a sitcom was virtually unheard of, can be felt today in the more equitable salaries of stars in shows like Seinfeld and Friends. Her legacy in Hollywood history would have been secured if she never spent another minute on TV, but we all know that wasn't the case. Instead, Summers' second act, which would go on to become her most lucrative, was becoming the face of a strange-looking new piece of exercise equipment. Great legs. Thank you. How do you get them? I used to do aerobics till I dropped. Then I found Thighmaster. Every single time you squeeze Thighmaster, you strengthen and tone right where you need it. So it's easy to squeeze, squeeze your way to shape the hips and thighs. The Thighmaster was essentially just a piece of metal tubing connected by a hinge that the user was supposed to squeeze between their knees to strengthen the muscles of the inner thigh. But it became so much more, with Summers becoming a ubiquitous presence on late-night infomercials and the home shopping network. In an interview years later, Summers revealed that she made around $300 million from the Thighmaster because she owned some of the rights. 
although she admitted that her spending habits and taxes ended up reducing her net worth to a paltry $100 million. Through it all, she had Alan by her side. They'd been married since 1977, when her star first started its meteoric rise on Three's Company, and he was right there with her before she passed. According to Summer's longtime publicist, Alan wrote a poem to his wife of 46 years that she read the night before she passed away in her sleep, which was an ode to not being able to find the words to capture his love for her. It read, 55 years together, 46 married and not even one hour apart for 42 of those years. Even that doesn't do it. Even the green-shaded scholars of the Oxford University Press have spent 150 years and still have failed to come up with that one word. So I'll call it us. Uniquely, magically, indescribably wonderful us. Suzanne Summers was 76 years old. I'm Derek Kaufman. I'm Jason Beckerman. And this is a special episode of Last Days, Suzanne Summers. The decision of Suzanne Summers to buck the Hollywood system and demand $150,000 per episode, the equivalent to what John Ritter was earning, seemed at the time to backfire. As Derek mentioned, her airtime as Chrissy Snow decreased during the course of season five, and Summers was ultimately fired in 1981, losing out on millions of dollars over the last three seasons of the show's run, plus many millions more from later syndication. And the price she paid didn't stop with her firing. In fact, she did not land a single on-screen role for the next four years, which she ascribed to a quiet blackballing by the all-male cabal that controlled Hollywood at the time. And once she did get work, her first post-Threes Company gig was a bit part in a 1985 miniseries called Hollywood Wives. It was only in small roles well beneath what you'd expect from an actress of her fame and stature. Finally, ten years after she left Threes Company, she landed the lead role in the ABC sitcom Step by Step, which was basically a modernized version of The Brady Bunch, in which she played the single mom of three kids who married a single dad with three kids of his own to form a blended family. Much of the show's focus as it related to Summers was on her ability to maintain her good looks and buxom appearance well into her 40s. Mom, I cannot believe you are going to enter a beauty contest. Well, this isn't my first contest, you know. You ever hear of Miss Small Curd Cottage Cheese, 1974? (laughs) You're kidding, Mom. You won? Well, I didn't win, actually, but I was first runner-up. Well, wait a minute. What would the winner have that you didn't? Bigger curds. So, Jason, I remember this show growing up. This was actually a big part of my youth with Full House and Step by Step. They were just these wholesome shows. And even though she'd been out of the limelight, when that show was promoted, I already knew she was a star. Her and Patrick Duffy were the parents, and they were positioned in such a way that they were carrying along these new children that were going to become the stars of the show. But you would think that, you know, getting fired from Three's Company, she might have fallen out of the public consciousness. It wasn't that way at all. She was already Suzanne Summers, and he was Patrick Des- Duffy from Dallas. Despite the fact she had to work deal. for 10 years, Patrick Duffy was a, was a slightly bigger star at the time, I think, because he, yeah. he had the Dallas run, which was a huge show in its own right. But he had worked more consistently. I think Dallas was closer, the end of Dallas was closer in time to yes. when Step by Step came along. And so he was a slightly bigger star, and I think he was the first bill on this billing on the star. But I agree with you. Despite the fact we hadn't seen her in 10 years in much of anything, she was still a really prominent personality, and people knew exactly who she was. She was undeniable. She got all the big laugh lines. She looked so good in her 40s that it was just sort of her presence immediately radiated through. Yeah, exactly. Let's take a short break, and we'll come back and talk more about Suzanne's legacy. (laughs) 
So that continued focus that we just talked about on Summer's physical appearance seems dated even for the time in Step by Step, but it was also partially responsible for landing her the most lucrative role of her lifetime as the spokesperson for Thighmaster, which was primarily marketed to women who wanted to maintain their appearance just as Summer's had. A little background, the Thighmaster was invented by a Swedish physical medicine intern named Anne-Marie Benstrom, who called it the V-Bar. It was actually sold as a device for the upper body. But when Benstrom brought her product to America, she linked up with a branding expert by the name of Joshua Reynolds. He's the scion of the R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company. And Not what you think of with fitness. Heir to their fortune, right? And uh, he refined its purpose and its name and chose Suzanne Summers as the product spokesperson. And once Summers got involved, the product totally took off, selling millions of units annually. At some point early on, Summers and her husband acquired that equity stake you talked about in the company, which you mentioned has uh, earned them a cool $300 million over the years. Here, here's what's crazy to me about the Thighmaster. Before Suzanne Summers came along and sold countless of these on infomercials at late night, on, on home shopping network, the fitness industry was sort of cornered in the celebrity realm by Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda had workout videos and she would right. push all these workout videos. That was would... a celebrity who became a spokesperson. You had Jack LaLanne, you had Richard Simmons, but they were famous only as expert workout right. people. Then you have Jane Fonda comes along. She's a big time celebrity. She creates the fitness videos in the eighties, the biggest star that's ever been. In oh, the and industry. made gobs of money. Gobs I of mean, money. there was so much money in these VHS tapes, but what Suzanne Summers did was she got behind a product and they moved so many of these units that it wasn't necessary for her to sort of get up and do new fitness routines. I remember the Jane Fonda videos would get kind of stale. The first yeah. one that came out, you're watching Jane Fonda dance in a leotard. It's novel. And then the eighth and ninth ones, it's not as, uh, she's doing different workouts, different. Same, 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 Concept, she right? could just move these thigh masters yeah. and sit back and her, her little commercials. They were kind of jokes at the time because so, the, the l- movement was. Well, funny. let's talk about that. So the thigh master becomes sort of a late night punchline, right? Jay Leno and Letterman, and then they used to they used to use it as, as a as a punchline, but. In the show Murphy Brown, she got one yes. as a baby shower gift. In the show Designing Women, Bernice gave them to the whole gang. You had the first President Bush. He says during a press conference that his press secretary, Marlon Fitzwater, if you remember Marlon Fitzwater, mm-hmm. he broke his because he used it so much. Looking at Marlon Fitzwater with all the respect, <laughs> it looked like the kind of man who worked out so much that he'd break a thigh master. But, but it was it a was, ubiquitous piece of pop culture. It really and was. And she laughed all the way to the bank because, right. yes, it was a joke. It was a punchline because it was but brightly colored heard... with the neon outfit she would wear. The only thing that came close, remember the shake weight, and that's a much more yes. recent time, 15, 20 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. That became sort of a punchline as well. But that was because it was, and maybe the, the thigh master as well. It wasn't it was, as overtly sexual as the shake But it was weight. pretty sexual, right? Yes. And if you look at the, we, 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 sh- we played that commercial sound earlier. In that video, you know, she's like, you know, she's spreading her thighs in a leotard right in front of it. It, it, it did sexualize it, and that goes back to her, the role she played back in Three's Company, the role she played in Step by Step. It was a sexualized version of a person, and she played it well. She played it to a T. She laughed the entire way. that She was in on the joke about, about the thigh master, and that was the best thing about Suzanne Summers. She wasn't sort of thin-skinned about it. Right. So by the new millennium, Suzanne Summers was more famous than she'd ever been and insanely wealthy, and she began to leverage both to become a prominent political activist. She actively campaigned for conservative politicians and was known for her support of limited government and individual freedom. She really was a conservative person. She really valued her family, and she talked about that a lot 
publicly, and that was part of the political values which she which she talked about as well. Yeah, she was unapologetic. She came from a different era. You can see in the comedy from the seventies that yeah. you know she would play up. Even in the step by step clip that we played, there are sort of old fashioned, wholesome values, and she leaned into that. She was not uh, a progressive by That's nature, right. and she was in this long term marriage with Alan. Well, she, she bucked Hollywood in the way that she uh, went after as much money as John Ritter was earning. Absolutely. She also bucked Hollywood and its tendency towards liberalism, and she, that was that was not who she was. It even became uh, more pronounced in recent years. Summer's political involvement became more prominent. She utilized social media platforms to share her opinions on conservative values, and her ability to influence public opinion made her a respected figure within the conservative political sphere. She courted controversy as well. She published a series of books over the last two decades extolling the virtues of something called bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, an anti-aging protocol which has been widely derided as junk science that is unproven and potentially dangerous. Despite this, she steered clear of the COVID vaccine debates, delighting uh, the social media followers by saying that at age 74, she survived the pandemic by having sex with her husband three times every morning before noon and drinking lots of tequila. Yeah, she was a very, very colorful figure uh, her entire life. You know, her political views, you may not have agreed with all of them, but she always had a cheery disposition. So she wasn't a person who you hated. And no, I don't think anyone sort of really had hard negative feelings about Suzanne Somers because she was just so light. Her politics, her politics didn't find her at all right. you know she 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 went about her business and she you know talked about what she wanted to talk about and good for her but at no point which happens to a lot of conservatives in hollywood there are so few of them that when a conservatives in hollywood they become known for that that didn't happen with her. She's definitely known as Chrissy Snow and the Thighmaster person. Yeah, and that that will be her enduring legacy. And, it, and it's nice, even though she was diagnosed with this cancer in 2000, it doesn't define her. That's That was 23 years ago. Yeah. We still think of so much that Suzanne Somers had to offer, all the jokes she would have with Alan about how many times they had sex and so forth. Yeah. That's really who she was until the very end. I think that's the way she wanted it. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Joyce DeWitt, who starred alongside Somers as Janet Wood on Three's Company and is the last big living cast member from the show after John Ritter passed away as well. She gave a moving tribute to Summers upon hearing the news of her death. And so I thought it only appropriate to give her the final word here. She said, My heart goes out to Suzanne's family. I can only imagine how difficult this time is for all of them. I'm sure Suzanne was greeted by angels into the loving wisdom waiting for all of us on the other side, and I hope that will assist her family's hearts in healing as they travel through this difficult time. (laughs) 